0: Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch.
1: Good evening, and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. We have Ellen in the studio tonight. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Hi,
2: a miracle in itself,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. The rate you're going, exactly.
2: Well, happy to be here. The weather here certainly beats North Carolina. No offense to anyone living there, but it is really nice down here right
1: now. You came home uh, Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. Nice. So you, so you got to feel a little bit of the cool. It was oh, cool. It was horrible. I
2: think. It was 19 when I
1: left. No, but when you got here it was like
2: Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, and you know what? I had a coat on. It was 58 yeah. and it was cold, but it's certainly better than 19. Mhm. everybody was whining and unhappy about it.
1: You know, something before we get into before we get into any of this all, just before we went on the air, I asked you if you saw the picture of Sully, uh, President Bush's service dog laying in front of the casket. And um it says, I'm just going to read something real quick. It says, The yellow Labrador retriever appeared woebegone, his head slacked over in front, over his front left paw, his muzzle resting on the ground. Yet he was also steadfast, still keeping watch over George H.W. Bush, the 41st president who died Friday at his home in Houston. After accompanying the state statement, statesman, in World War II veteran in his final months of his life, Sully, the late president's service dog, lay before the casket holding what remained of him. The display of instinctual animalistic devotion captured the reaction to Bush's death in a way that words spil- spilled all weekend over the Internet could not. Dogs wrote the poet Emily Dickinson. No, but do not tell. Now, I mean that when when I just read that, that just gave me goosebumps. But if we could have half, half, a quarter of that unconditional love for the people that this show is based on the the, the people, the addicts and alcoholics in and out of recovery. This world would be that much better of a place, and we probably really wouldn't have the issue of, uh, moralistically, this being wrong. Right. You know? Um, I
2: agree 100%. There is nothing like the love of a dog. There is just nothing like it. They love you no matter what you do. No
1: matter what. No matter what. You can... I
2: mean, I've got one sitting on my lap right now. You got, a You've got one. one.
1: Yep, and there's the, one
2: here on the floor somewhere. The third
1: knucklehead's running around somewhere, but you can shush him out of the room, and as soon as you pull that gate open again, they're running right yeah. back in. And they'll just wait for you. Yeah, and, and, and if we could, if we could embrace just a piece of that, in in everything that we do, this world would be that much greater of a place.
2: It really wouldn't. It would. You know, I wonder if service dogs would be of assistance to addicts. You
1: know, oh, well, they they do have them. They do? and yeah, I, I know I'm not sure what the parameters are, and I'm not sure um, that would probably be a good show to to uh, to do about that. Like how I know that with veterans and with people with epilepsy and with there's all these little keys that the dog knows when to react and what mm-hmm. to, what to react to. I don't necessarily know if a dog's going to grab you by the pants and not let you go to the dealer's house, but, <laughs> but I'm they might, sure.
2: They might be able to just provide comfort, yeah. companionship, and, and I think sometimes people need that.
1: Well, they they um, I, you hear of these programs where they bring dogs into nursing homes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's exactly what that does. and And maybe a service dog for a recovering alcoholic or addict, it gives them, you know,
0: well, the, we the, give them the,
2: something something to care for as well and I know there there are prisons yeah. where they actually they do you know the the inmates do the training of the service dogs they do them right they do it right here in Florida and I think that's a wonderful idea too because it gives you a purpose
1: of you know a a good purpose exactly
2: and I think that's what's missing in a lot of people's lives is a good purpose
1: yeah and and, and also just the, the ability to Get out of yourself, and, and I mean, dogs don't, there, there's no prejudice in dogs.
2: None at all. They'll,
1: they'll lick anyone and take a pet from anyone. They'll take a treat from anyone.
2: And they don't care how bad no. you smell. No. They probably <laughs> the like it. The stinkier you are, the yeah, more the love
1: you, I'm sure. <laughs> That's probably why my dog's follow me around. Um, David Essel, who's always on our show, quite often, his new book, Focus, Lay Your Goals, The Proven Guide to Huge Success, A Powerful Attitude, and a Profound Love, is free on Kindle between December 3rd, which is today, and December 7th. So if you have a Kindle, by all means, go and download David's book. And, you know, there's a couple of things. Are you radically ready to change your own life? Stop dreaming, start living. Download David's book. He's been on, he's talked about it. Um, and, and it's a very good book. And, and it is a it very good book. As soon as as soon as I got the email today to uh, speak about it, I made sure that I downloaded it on my Kindle. I had it in an, in another form to be able to reference um, when he came on the show and we were speaking about it, so I wasn't in the dark. But um, now I have it on my Kindle. So he's offering you that free book through Kindle. Go on Amazon uh through Kindle however you do your downloads of books download the book and read it and um he has a couple of what he has davidessel.com but he also has a facebook page and other things read the book and let him know what you think of it and 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 reach out to him and thank him for giving you a free download and anyone who is listening they say that uh He'll autograph it for you. He'll sign it and send it to you, whatever that means. I mean, I don't know how he'll sign a Kindle book, but that was in the the email. Oh, so I guess if you download it and let him know that you downloaded it and you heard it on the show, they'll send you a free autographed copy as well. So if you want an autographed book from David, by all means, download it. So what do we have to talk about this week?
2: Well... I saw an interesting article right before I came today. About? About the opioid crisis. Fort Lauderdale is suing CVS, Walgreens, Purdue Pharma, and McKesson. What? Where I used to work. They are suing them for shady drug practices. You know, distribution. Um, I think there was something about pharmacists taking forged prescriptions and filling them. You know, so there are, and there are about 250 counties across the United States that have already done that. I think Fort Lauderdale may be the first city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fairly big city in South Florida, and they have been hit very, very hard. They had 528 overdose deaths last year, which is something like 10 a week. So you can imagine how many, you know, thankfully didn't die, but they probably had many, many more. That they're having to deal with, and it's costing the city a huge amount of money in every way possible. You know, from first responders to uh, medical treatment to you know police, everything.
1: And what are they? Possible, what are they trying to get out of it? I think they're
2: trying to get, um, well, money for one thing. But I, I think the idea really is to just bring more and more and more awareness to the fact that it's these big companies. That are allowing this to continue, because we we haven't seen a slowdown in the overdose deaths in years. You know, it's still
1: right. continuing to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see – I mean, I don't know, because I haven't – I didn't read the article, but it, it kind of um, – it's like they're pissing into the wind.
2: Well, yeah, but yeah. you've got if you've got 250 counties across the United States that are also suing these big companies. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I guess some of them are civil suits and some of them are I don't know, I don't know the legal jargon. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting that they're starting to fight back that way because maybe if they get hit hard enough.
1: This, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. These companies will back off and and do a better job because they were not they were not policing this the way they should have been all they cared about was making money and that well, was one I, of the I don't things necessarily the said.
1: so I, I don't necessarily know and not to stick up for them whatsoever um i don't necessarily know if the proper parameters were put in place even when the the drug came out cuz the doctors weren't the doctors weren't schooled on it.
2: No, they were they, they were encouraged a, yeah. to use it. They were told that it was non addicting, which is, you know, we're talking about the time release Oxycontin, which was a total lie. Yeah. And Purdue Pharma was actually, you know, their executives were given probation and they had to pay 600, a $600 million fine in 2007.
1: But and where does that go? Where'd that money go? Did who knows? go to some kind of treatment thing? Or? Uh,
2: who knows? It should yeah. have been a whole lot more. I do know more. if
1: you remember, if you remember our friend Janice from, where was she from? Tucson? Yes. Arizona. Uh, the There's no hero in heroine mm-hmm. uh, author. I remember when we first started, I don't know where we were at the time. I think we might have still been on terrestrial radio. She did paperwork for us and sent it to Purdue Pharma because they were, and maybe this is where some of that six hundred million went. They were, um, they put aside a amount of money for um, marketing purposes. I think because they took responsibility for, you know, um, just putting a drug out there and not educating the. Doctor, public about it, and all of the mess that it that it incurred, and I think it was right around the time that they started shutting down all the uh, the pill mills here. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened is is that the majority of the stuff that they were finding was Purdue's yes. pills. Yes. Yes. So I, I think they they had to they were fined or something, and they had to put that money aside for grants. For nonprofits that uh, deal with um, addiction and recovery, we were turned down, but I I only ever tried that one time, and I don't necessarily know if they gave out their allotted amount for the year or whatever it came up. But I'm sure if we dug into it, we could find that out of all of the negativity that those major corporations have brought on the world – I think today there's little pockets of positivity that they that they're responsible for. Now, but that with, is
2: because they have been exposed yeah, again right. and again. They were they yeah. were all exposed on sixty minutes a few months ago. Too. Oh no,
1: absolutely, and that's the only reason why they're doing it. But you need we need to we need to capitalize on that. So if you're out there and you're wanting to start up a, um, you know, there's there's no hope with dope nonprofit <laughs> in. Cincinnati, Ohio, and you want to, you know, bring the message of recovery, reach out to some of these big companies because they have grant programs that are available. They probably reluctantly put the money in, but the money is there. So, you know, do
2: a little bit of research. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how these lawsuits are settled. I really do. I haven't heard any of them, you know, of the 250 and now this one, I haven't heard of any of them being settled and what you know, what actually transpired, and if there was money exchanged, what to do with it. But I'm sure that the county governments and the state gov- or the city governments need it.
1: Yeah, but we also, if you remember that article, we, um, <coughs> excuse me, that article that I, that I read about Massachusetts putting 90% of theirs back into treatment, right? Addicts after right. the treatment um, to get them on and over. Uh, versus just giving it you know however other however other states do it. So ultimately, with them um suing the major companies, there should be some parameters in place that they get that money because they could give that money anywhere. If the state wins a a judgment exactly. of two hundred and fifty million dollars, they could build a new road with it, right.
2: Yeah, so, exactly. Build a bridge. So, yeah, it, yeah there should be very strict and I'm sure probably that it's used is. appropriately. I'm sure there
1: probably is. I would hope there is.
2: Well, I think they're probably th- looking at things like paying first responders, Narcan in the ambulance, that sort
1: of thing. Yeah, but I mean, they can be just as deviant as the major companies. Oh, they're of course. Looking, they're looking to, you know. Of course. Get money off the back of addicts like everybody else.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, that seems to be happening. And speaking of that, I also read another very interesting article and it was about parents who are now deciding to cut their addicts loose and just tell them goodbye. The the opioid crisis has hit such a point that it's it's come to the place where the parents are just saying, "I can't do this anymore. Goodbye."
0: And right. they're letting
2: them go. They've spent enough money, you know, they've sat in hospital rooms, they've done everything they can do. Right. and, and they' are to the point and uh, you know apparently there are enough parents that are doing that that it's meriting press which kind of surprised me but you know I can understand how somebody would get to that point if you've gone you know 10 15 years you've been robbed
1: you've so, yeah but some people some people it doesn't even take for them to get to that point that far I mean they have to they have to protect their the, their core family unit, and if there's a knucklehead running around like I was, um, they had to close ranks on me right. like fairly quick, and told me, y- "You're on your own, dude." And it wasn't it wasn't about uh, I didn't have insurance. I, I I built my insurance to the to the brink of. I mean, I had I had uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield in Massachusetts, and this was starting thirty five years ago, up to thirty years ago, uh, so. They weren't as hammered, I don't think, as they are today. Right. I don't think they're as guarded as giving. You know, I mean, I went in and I was gone for thirty days, no question. Um, but I get where families have to have to do that, and I think you know, I've we've said on the show uh, on one on one point, I I totally understand the family shutting down, and on the other, I understand the family. Uh, following an addict to keep them. I mean, I just, I just said, if we were half as loving as this, as the president's dog, we we would be in a a lot better, uh, a lot better world. But well, I get I,
2: it. I've tried it both ways. Yeah. But I, you know, after years and years and years, and it's you know, it's not just a rehab and copays. It's going to the jail to visit. It's. Hiring yeah. attorneys, it's bail, it's you or, know, you wrecked your car again. Or 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 you're stolen from. Or mailing
1: an mailing an envelope to another prisoner yeah. and getting banned from jail yourself.
2: Yeah. Oh well I didn't know you weren't supposed to do <laughs> yeah. that. You know, but they, there's just so many things and, and and it's so mentally and physically draining on the family and I think it it's interesting to me that it merits an article yeah. that's on the front page of a magazine. No, saying no very much so. Parents are
1: giving up and, and, and living I, their what, what lives. What magazine
2: you, I'm sorry. I don't remember the magazine. I'll have to look and see if I can.
1: All right. Well, we're going to be going to a break in a couple of minutes anyway, so we can come back and share that a little bit. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that um, it, it's all about awareness. And the more awareness we have with compassion... You know, it's not it's not awareness with hate. Like, look at that scummy addict. or you, you see that on you see that on social media all the time. People, people bashing people or taking oh, pictures yeah. of people who are uh, homeless, helpless, and loveless. And you know, that's only trying to make themselves feel better about the crap that they walk through. I guess on a daily basis. Um, if we if we helped with compassion, I think again we would be that much greater of a society. If you watch TV, you get a very jaded message of who we are as Americans.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I did find, that it was in Money Magazine, and it's called Their Opioid Crisis. How much more can we take of this? Are we being too selfish? What if they die? Parents are cutting off their opioid-addicted kids, and it's the toughest decision of their lives.
1: Right. It would probably be a good article to read and then, and mm-hmm. then have a conversation about it. Because, I mean, uh, you know, uh, well, like they say, you know you you have to love from a distance right. after, after a certain amount of time well, there, there is was it that you,
2: there was a lady in the article whose daughter, you know she was getting ready to go on vacation, and her daughter, the hospital called, her daughter was in there with an overdose, and she went on vacation. She'd had enough.
1: I, I know if I know of people in my community that did that. Yeah. they just had to go on with their life right. And, I mean, my parents had to go on with their life. They had six other children. Right. You know, and they had to keep doing what they were doing. And and if they were focused all around me, the whole unit would have fallen apart.
2: It's very difficult.
1: Yeah. Well, we're about ready to go to break. So, again, I want to uh, remind you that there is a free Kindle giveaway on Amazon starting today through December 7th. It's David Essel's new book, Focus, Slay Your Goals, The Proven Guide to Huge Success, A Powerful Attitude, and Profound profound Love. Now, he's going to be on at the bottom of the hour. He's going to give us about five minutes to be able to give us a little synopsis about the book, um, motivate you to download it. And also, I'm going to ask him about how we go about getting the signed copy. If somebody downloads a book, how do they how do they reach out to him? And uh, with that, we are going to go to a break. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866 472 5792 We'll be back in a moment.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice
3: America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff spores and more with host Nancy Kerala Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare associated infections and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional and founder and executive director of the C. diff foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10
0: a.m. Pacific,
3: on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent
1: Whoa, that was a quick. <laughs> that was know. a quick, short. I was I was typing something and uh, it just so we're both shocked me. Here it, yeah, we're both sh- I was texting my sister, and that just shocked <laughs> me back to reality. Um, okay, here we go. Shatter proscri- pro- Yeah, shatter procrastination forever. I was just procrastinating, starting the show back up. David Essel's book is uh, Focus: How to Slay Your Goals is free. Through Amazon this week, go on, download it. David will be on at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk a little bit about his book,
2: and it does and get five. It has five star review. It's That's a the five best star you can get.
1: And you know something? <laughs> uh, speaking of Kindle and books, and I was excited when I got this email because I had my. Cataract surgery. And you can read. Last week, and and I can see again. It's like like I said, the TV just jumped right out at me when I took the patch off my off it's my really eye. Amazing. And I uh, I got the email earlier. I downloaded his book, even though like I said, I read it in another version. Um, and I was reading it on my Kindle. I love that little thing.
2: Oh, I do too. I have yeah. it on my phone. I've got it on my tablet.
1: Yep. I'd rather
2: read on a Kindle than read a regular book now. Yeah,
1: I I, I have the it's it looks like the newspaper one, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? What's it called? Newspaper or whatever, oh, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean because everywhere you are, you're out in the sun, and it still looks like you're reading on a piece of paper.
2: Ah, oh, you did the yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like the the paper, so it actually well, looks like it's, it's on
1: paper. Yeah, yeah. So so it, I it, have to
2: have a lot of light because my eyes are
1: not a, good. Yeah, well, so when I was a kid, I used to read a lot. Well. I wanna say I read a lot, but I read like quite a few Stephen King books. I read um The Hardy Boys collection.
2: Yeah, I read Nancy Drew.
1: Probably, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: And the Bobsy twins.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm sure my sister read those. Um I think she had the Nancy Drew ones and we oh, had sure the, she we had the Hardy Boy ones. And then I lost and I don't necessarily know if it started at an early age, but I lost the uh the willingness to read. And I don't necess- I don't think it was because of my attention span.
2: Oh, I was going to say, weren't was, you ADHD? A lot well, of ADHD yeah. kids just can't concentrate. No,
1: I, I think I think reading shuts all that off for me. It used to shut it off for me, and um, now I, I, I'm reading words, and it's bringing me back to being that quiet little kid again.
2: Really? I
1: have. I bought this. I I bought this crazy arm thing for my iPad. Yeah. And I have it like next to my bed. So I.
2: Oh, so you don't have to hold it.
1: So I don't have to hold oh, that's it. And I'm nice. just flipping the pages. Yeah. Well, because I got three dogs that I have to pet well, on the bed.
2: Well, that's true. Yeah. So. Can't, get, but, can't let that iPad get in their way. You know,
1: so it's great to be able to get back to something that I used to enjoy when I was younger. And, you know, there's a lot of things that have come my way because I've gotten out of my own way um that I've been able to embrace and, and enjoy and, and without being clean and sober, none of this would have been a reality.
2: I know. And it's it, it's so hard for me to imagine you being that guy, you know, having at this point in my life known a lot of people who've been afflicted with that. It's very hard for me to imagine the guy who is handling toys for tots for the entire St. Lucie County in Florida. <laughs> Being that guy, it's just, it's amazing. And, it, it, you know, it, it, it is truly a miracle when you see people who are that sick, who have gotten in so much trouble, who have lost their families, who have lost everything, who can turn all of that around right. in
1: such a big way and, and live life.
2: The way it's the supposed polist. to
1: be the way it's yes. supposed to be lived. Saturday, Saturday when I went over to PGA and they had the member appreciation day where they if they bring a toy, they get thirty-five mm-hmm. percent off uh, mm-hmm. something. Whatever they whatever they purchase in the pro shop, thirty-five percent off. So they can go in there and spend ten thousand dollars if they want and they're getting 35 percent oh, cool. off. And the majority of people came Giving the gift, and I handed them a little thank you that said, Enjoy 35% off in the pro shop. And there were out of maybe the 300 people that came in, two came looking for the discount. Oh, really? Yeah, out loud looking yeah. for the discount. And, and like a knucklehead, you know, uh, I, I don't always know how to hold my tongue. And, and, uh, one woman said, uh, you know, uh, here's, here's my, t- I'm bringing a toy for my discount. So I, I turned around real quick and I said, if you're bringing a toy for the discount, why even go through the actions? Right. I'll hand you one of these, you know. And and she kind of like got like taken back and she was like, oh, oh, I didn't mean it that way. And what I learned in my mind was two things. You need to watch how you react to what people say, because my first thing was to snap at her, yeah. and also, you also need to watch how you, how you speak. You know, I, I, I am probably guilty of doing that myself, where I'm going into a situation with a different motivator than what is happening. I think we're all guilty of doing that.
2: Yeah, uh, to to a degree, I'm because I am a people pleaser kind of person. I'm very, usually very careful about stuff like that. And and to me, being southern, it's more of a guy thing too.
1: You know, yeah,
2: men I, are quick to
1: you know engage your mind before yeah. you or but, engage so your mind before I, your mind. I do yeah.
2: try to be careful, but there are times when you say something thoughtless because you don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that can happen too, and and I can certainly understand how that would be kind of offensive for someone to come in, you know, just looking for the discount. You know, this is a charity. I mean, this
1: I get it. If you're looking for the discount, then mm-hmm. then that's cool. But you don't need to. You don't need like, to advertise, vocalize it, it. and right. and when I when I said it to her, I said, "Oh, I wish I could have pulled that back because I didn't want to." I did the same thing that she did. Yeah, you know. And um, I found her later, and I and I thanked her for her toy, and she apologized, and I said, well, "Yeah, you better. was no, it, was it said, a
2: decent yeah. toy at least?
1: Oh yes, I mean some of them are five dollar toys for an eighty dollar discount, yeah. but you know that, that that's just the way of the world. That's how we live. And then Sunday night we went to uh, PGA Hope. It's a golf tournament that I. A golf, not a golf tournament. I mean, it has a tournament with it. But I, I got um, golfing lessons from the pros over here at uh, PGA. the 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 pros that teach the pros. Oh
2: wow!
1: Um, for twenty four weeks for free. Oh, for so you're a, a
2: golfer? I did not. Well, notice.
1: I am today. I mean, I, I can't, I can't. You know, I, you're not <laughs> going to find me on the, uh, on the U.S. Open anywhere, but. I I started as a non-golfer, and today I can say, I can swing the club, and you know, it it, that brings me peace as well. There's a lot of things that go on in my mind every single day when the TV's on or when there's distractions like that. My my ADD stuff kicks in, right? Because it's all that's all agitating stuff.
2: All the noise coming from all around. Right.
1: The peaceful stuff. it, It it's easier to deal with and I don't necessarily know if I've trained my mind to do that because when I was a kid like I said I could read or I mean I was in a house with seven kids too oh, so yeah. that was seriously chaotic I I can see why I was ADD yeah. but getting back to the you know the the ADD thing um, they put me on a drug called Ritalin in 1972 73 and I, I think and I'm not using it as an excuse but I think that was the the time that I was setting myself up to be an addict because I took the I took the medication Monday through Friday didn't take it on Saturday Sunday vacations snow days so I was setting myself up for taking it Monday through Friday and then not for two days and then back on it and then not, and then back on it.
2: I, I, my brother in law took that too, and he's an addict. I, I don't know if that's about, any, you know. Well, yeah. I, I don't know either because both of my kids were diagnosed with it, and I did not give it to them because of his experience. Yeah, right. Prior and experience, it didn't yeah. make any difference. So I don't know. I just, I find it kind of astounding that we would give kids strong, you know, kids yeah. strong drugs like that.
1: I mean, well, I mean they the preferred
2: n- one now, I think, is Adderall.
1: Yeah, and, and I I um, I tried that uh, when I was still active on the when I was still working on the fire department. I tried that because I wanted to. I was thinking about taking a lieutenant's test, so I figured I would go get Adderall, and it would um, help you to concentrate. That's what yeah, that and, and it, I, absolutely, I was a mess. Oh, so okay.
2: well, I mean, doctors. Prescribe it like candy.
1: Well, hey, uh, get him getting off of Adderall and on to David. David's on the line. Hi, David. Hey. How are you? Uh,
3: hey, you know it's like having your own Adderall when I'm on the show with you guys. <laughs> oh,
2: it is. How are you?
3: Hey, Ellen.
2: Great to talk to you.
3: Ray, great to be back with you.
1: Good to talk to you too. So, hey, uh, y- your your book on your book on Kindle is uh, free this week.
3: Oh. Yeah, you know what, guys? We are so happy. We have an opportunity as a holiday gift to everyone around the world, all of your listeners. I love being on your show. And we decided that this week, uh, December 3rd through the 7th, we're going to be offering our number one bestselling book, Focus, Slay Your Goals, The Proven Guide to Huge Success, A Powerful Attitude and Profound Love. We're going to give away the Kindle version absolutely free this entire week and you know of course because you guys are a show about recovery and hope and and achieving goals there's recovery stories in there there's stories about people losing two hundred and forty pounds and keeping it off people that have reclaimed financial freedom uh... come back from affairs and relationships so you know the 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 book is really probably one of our most well-rounded books regardless of what the goal is and. All your listeners have to do is go to our website, really easy to remember, talkdavid.com, t a l k david.com this week. And there's a link there that'll take them right to Amazon where they can download the Kindle version absolutely free.
1: Awesome. I was just somebody just texted me and said, "Oh man, I don't have a Kindle. I'm going to see if I can do it on my iPad." So I said, "Download the Kindle app and you Kindle can get it through home. there." So if you don't have Kindle, you can download the Kindle app and you can get David's book there. And I'll, I'll tell you what, reading that book um, gives you a lot more clarity of I don't want to say clarity of purpose, but it gives you a clarity of mind in the sense of, you know, some of the things that you question about yourself, David addresses in that book. And it gives you the ability to be able to look inward and and start repairing some of the stuff that may be uh, a little out of whack.
2: And it is a five star reviewed book on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
3: You know, when it's a five star review, of course, celebrity Jenny McCarthy wrote the forward to the book. She loved it so much. That says a lot when you can get a celebrity who's that busy to take the time to read a book and endorse you
1: or Um, even call into your show or even call into your show for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because, come on, you are a celebrity, David. Well, thank you, Ray.
3: And, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> I, I love you, my brother. <laughs>
3: um, you know, and, and one of the things that Alan talks about on the show quite a bit, we have a complete chapter devoted to codependency and relationships. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge problem. Of course, you guys know from my past visits to you, I believe that codependency and relationships is the largest addiction in the world. And you know, we address it. And and, and something else that's different about the book Focus, Slay Your Goals, is that we actually offer a step-by-step process to Mm -hmm. help people get out of the, let's say, the mess or the frustration or the self-sabotage that they're in right now. And we give you all the steps necessary to follow in the book to bring you to a new existence. You know, and, and I don't know if I told you guys, but this year, um, there's a website that's totally devoted to reviewing books, and our book focus was chosen along with, now this is the coolest thing that I think has ever happened to us guys, besides the book being a number one bestseller, is that our book was one of 25 books of all written of all time in the world of personal growth. It was selected right next to Dale Carnegie's
2: How to oh, wow. Influence oh, wow. Yeah. Win friends yeah. and influence uh, people.
1: Yeah, win exactly. friends and influence people. Yeah, huh? Yeah, and that book—that so, book's been around for quite some time. A very long time. Yeah,
2: I think I think
3: it's been out for about three
1: thousand years. It seems. Yeah. Oh, I think you're,
2: yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think Dale Carnegie's been dead for
1: that long, too? Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: What's the website, the book, David, so I can look at it? Do you know off the top on, of your head?
3: On, on, oh, um, it's called Buffington, Fuppington, F-U-P-P-I-N-G-T-O-N, com, And the oh. link is directly on our website at talkdavid.com. Um, and and so, you know, like we, we, we are just so excited because how many times do you get a chance to be compared and equal to Dale Carnegie, right? Like no, exa- Exactly.
1: It. I mean, come on. Like I told you, you're a celebrity, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you know. So
3: we're, we're excited. So you got,
1: you know, you guys are on Mondays and now
3: your listeners from around the world, you've got the next several days. I would say act on it as soon as you hear this show and, and, you know, jump to our website, talkdavid.com. Just like what you said, Ray, for people that don't have the Kindle app yet, download the app, get our book, focus, lay your goals, and start the process now
1: for a yeah. brand new 2019. Exactly, exactly. Perfect timing, perfect timing. Somewhere in the email, it says something about buy it for your 2019 um, resolution. I know resolutions, we kind of start them and break them, but read the words and maybe the words will keep you going, keep you motivated and help you with that self-centered, maniacal stuff that we have going on. Maniacal, Maniacal. I guess. Maniacal. Maniacal, yeah, maniacal. That's what I am. (laughs)
3: I love it. But yeah, we're, we're fired up and you know, you guys support us so well and I appreciate you Ray and Alan very much for, you know, allowing me to come on and talk for a moment about the free book.
1: By all means, we we love you here, David, and I know, you, I know you only have a couple of minutes, and I wanted you to come on and just reiterate the fact that this book is free, and it's going to help the masses who download it and take advantage of it because it's free between now and December 7th. 7th. Yeah, I just downloaded
2: it online while we were talking.
1: Oh, Alan, that is
2: so cool. Thank you. No, thank you. I, yeah, I read it a long exactly. time ago. When, when, yeah, I think you sent us a PDF copy of it when it was yeah, first coming out. Yeah, you did.
1: When it came, before it even I came love out.
2: having it on my Kindle because now I'll have it forever. That's right, exactly. In an it's, easy, it's, readable form.
1: That's 100% correct, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: so I love it, guys. All right, and we love you, David. I know I know you got a busy schedule. Uh, keep helping the world, my brother.
3: Oh, I will. And you guys have a great holiday. And I'll look forward to being back on the show soon.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll talk. We'll we'll touch base somewhere in January and uh, see how life's treating you after the holidays. That sounds perfect. All right. Have a blessed evening, David. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. We're about ready to go to break. So, by all means, if you didn't get the message while David was on the phone to download his book, Focus, Slay Your Goals, by all means, go to Kindle and get a free copy. Uh, I, I mean, you hear how David motivates people and you hear how David energizes people. And that's what this book is about. It's, he's motivating you and energizing you to to slay your goals, to change, to change your perception. Um, yeah, download change the, book. the way you think. Download the book. It's free. You lose nothing. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment.
2: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives. And once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel.
2: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: are listening to Miracles in Recovery to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show
1: hey welcome back to the last segment man that time like definitely escapes us on this. oh yeah especially when
2: David comes on (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, we were sitting nice and casually talking, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm all oh, lined up, and I'm going. My mind's going all over the place. You know, one of the things that we spoke about um, at the top of the at the top of the show, and I'm referencing the dog again, of course, Sully the dog. Um, if we could just get out of our own way enough and allow. People to be people and allow people to breathe a little bit. Um, we would be a, we would be a lot better off. I mean, a lot of people walk around so judgmental. I'm not talking about with to uh, to addicts or alcoholics or, you know, oh look at the skirt that she's wearing or the uh, hairstyle or look he can't even pull up his pants and yeah. you know all of that silliness. We all pay a price for that because when we are in need, I'm not going to ask you for help because you're. I I know in my mind that you're judging me. Exactly, you've already judged you know? me, so forget yeah. it. And and so so what does that get us? It just that just gets us into a deeper hole of um hate and distrust. Yeah,
2: it's it's yeah. almost like a cycle to me. You know, you you go in, you come out. Yeah. You go in, you come out, and. Yeah, the hate and distrust is
1: one of the worst things. Because you can't, because it's tough to shake. I mean, I I remember when, and I was kind of fortunate when I, you know, when I reached my saturation point and enough was enough. Um, I was accepted maybe a little more readily than than the next. You know, and I don't. I can't say that my parents loved me more than my neighbors loved their kid, but I do know that my parents walked through addiction with my mother before I even got clean. She she got sober before I got clean, and um, I think with with their understanding of that, I think it gave me a better opportunity for openness. You know, and and I remember, I went into um, a halfway house, which is not like the halfway house that we think of today. This was a an old uh, convent with twenty one beds in it, twenty one twenty one guys. It was a six month program. We had daily house meetings, and there were all all requirements that we had to meet in order to stay. Um it wasn't just like they they say a halfway house now and it's just a flop house. Some are
2: some aren't. I think some are very structured. There's,
1: there's no structured one like the ones that well, they had yeah. in the past.
2: And, I'm, and sure. I'm I'm not
1: putting those down, but this was a structured there was things you had to do. You had to make your bed. You had to put your shoes like it was it was it's a, almost military. Uh, well, well, in a way because yeah, at be. that point when when you're a shell of a human yeah, Not you kind of have if, to
2: be told step by step by step what to do every
1: single day right. at almost every
2: moment with your life until give, you can do it on your own. It kind of
1: gives you a regimented yeah. purpose. And um, I remember my parents were going away, and they lived a couple of – they moved out of the city that we grew up in to a, a town, two towns over. And my mother said they were going away, and I had a weekend pass, and she said, well, I'll give you the key. <laughs> That never would have happened for so many years prior, you know? And, I mean, I'm sure she was probably away, and the whole time she was saying the son of a beast tail on my TV. Yeah, I hope everything's okay. But she reached out. And, and I think that's what I'm saying. We need to reach out. We don't need to condemn. Um, condemning gets us where we are today. And, and condemning only allows the addict to stay out there in their own um, mess that much longer. And sadly, some of them don't even make it back. And it's not your fault that they don't. But maybe just a tender touch could send them on the road to righteousness.
2: Yeah, it's funny to me, you know, I think I've told you this before, there's there's such a a need for both the toughness and, you know, the kindness and the softness. There, there's a, a very important balance of both of those, I think, to be successful. You know, you have to right. be tough, but you have to also have underlying kindness that's going to come out right. with that toughness. You know, I'm doing this because I care about you, mm-hmm. and you are going to do it my way right now. You know. Yeah. I think it it, it's kind of like that. It's weird. You know. I had a friend who used to talk about a strict mom, but in a good way. Yeah. And I I think that's what a lot of addicts need. They need a a strict mom, but in a good way. I kind of understand that because I have a crazy mom in a good way. (laughs) Well, I was um, I was a working mom. Yeah. You know, and I think I've I've often wondered if I didn't give my kids enough attention
1: because I couldn't. No, I'm sure you did.
2: Well, I mean they were stuck in daycare and I I, I
1: felt bad about it, but yeah. I didn't have a choice. I mean at the time that's at the time it's what we do and, and 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 another thing, second guessing how we raise our children doesn't um, solve the issue. No,
2: you know? definitely not, no. but it gives you a tiny feeling of control. And yeah. I think that's what most of us parents are looking for. What, how do I control this? Yeah. And it, you feel more in control when you feel like you're doing something you know, yeah. to make a difference, even it's, though nothing I did would have made a difference one way or the other.
1: It's funny. I went to eat with, uh, with Janelle and Mark and Amaya and Callie last night, and uh, Amaya says to her mother, you're not the boss of me, like being, being no, a wise either. guy, just being a wise yeah. guy, right? Like at three, you're not my boss. So I looked at her and I said, she's mine, <laughs> right? <laughs> what does Amaya say then? And, and Amaya kind of looked at me funny and Janelle said, I've been his boss since I was five. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and she got, she was like, uh, she didn't she didn't really comprehend what was going on. But the funny thing is, is that, you know, we all have to... Not only love each other, but we have to police each other. Right, and that and that's exactly what it is. And and you know, I have no problem saying um, that there are people that I'm responsible for that I have to um, stand up and be counted for. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That means there are people in your life that care about you. And I think. You know that may be what's missing right. in some people's lives—they don't, you know—they don't feel like anybody cares about them anymore. You know, they they feel
1: shunned and different. And the and the person that they feel shunned in and different to or about is holding animosity. So, how does that cycle broken? You know, and and that's the that's the scared, sad, scary thing about it because it can be easily repaired. Yeah, and we're losing so many people. Yeah, and and you know j- j- just get out of your own way and 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 love your addict and and don't condone what they're doing but let them know that you're there for them to
2: if they're going to do the yeah, right thing. Yeah. If they're going to do the right thing cuz I was fooled many 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 times by that.
1: Oh yeah, well I mean and I and I fooled my uh, loved ones the same way. But I think when, even though I wasn't sure that I wanted to stay clean, I knew I was at the end. I knew that my game was done. I hit, like I say, my saturation point. Um, how could I stay the individual, if you want to call it that, The uh, how could I stay the shell of the human that I became and still any, live any longer. Yeah. And I think at that point I said I I need to rely on these people who told me that they loved me but go away. You know, because we can't deal with this on a daily basis. We're not we're not made to be able to deal with that on a daily basis walking around with a heartache. Um I think it's. I think it's easier. And I can tell you they were still walking around with that heartache. Oh, they were. They yeah. were. But I mean, I think those words were put in there as a, um, like a reference point. Right. When 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 time was when time was time to to go, I said, well, they told me that they love me. hmm And you forget about, but we can't deal with you. And I turned back to the people that. Not shunned me, but the people that told me that I had to go figure yeah. it out on my own, yeah. and they were there ready to help me, of course they were, so, but we know people who aren't, yes, right? we do we know angry we people who still want to stay angry, and the individual that they are angry at has seven eight, nine, ten, fifteen years clean, yeah, and it is is living that good life, yeah, is being productive yeah and and the individual still angry in their in their uh little miserable world. But I guess, you know, that right there is something that we need to address as well. Because the the individual addict or, or alcoholic who gets quote unquote better needs to try to drag those people along with them. Right. No matter how angry and you know, purposeless their life feels.
2: Well, I think we were talking about that last week a little right. bit, you know, an angry father-in-law and you know now the family's kind of fractured because mm-hmm. you know his his daughter won't see him if he's going to continue talking badly about yeah. her husband yeah and that you know that's very difficult that's
1: But see very books, difficult books like david's i mean if everybody honestly looked at what is going on in their life and read the words on the page and i'm not just trying to give a uh a, you know a, a plug for it but but things like that that get us out of our own mind, a book allows us to sit quiet, read the words, figure them out for what we think they are. It allows us the ability to say, hmm, maybe my thought process is skewed. You and I can read the same book. And we'll both get, we, do a both, we both do a report on it. It's going to be generally the same But it's going to be different as well. Exactly. So get out of your own way and allow the people in your life to to show you that you're going to be okay. And I don't necessarily mean just for the addict and alcoholic who are struggling. I mean for the people who are struggling because of that. Get out of your own way and look around you. There are families that have gone through the struggle. There are families that are presently in the struggle maybe even worse than you and and they're coping they're dealing with it and they're not cutting themselves off to become a shell of an individual who is going to carry this damage for the rest of their lives
2: yeah and and I I have seen that happen and it could have been me but fortunately you know I found my way out and mm. so did my addict
1: we've had we've had uh, parents on the show that have lost a child right. from addiction. And they've although it prob their their heart probably aches every day, they've gone past it and they've been productive members of society. So, you know, just think about that. Download David's book, it's free. Focus. Slay your goals. Goals. And with
2: that with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everyone. Good night.
1: Stay blessed.